0: Well, here we are 20 weeks into our Encounter God Bible study. If you are joining me for the first time, I am just thrilled because you can jump into the study anytime. If you have been journeying with us throughout this study, I am hoping and praying that you are beginning to really understand the attributes of God and his character. And what that means for you today in, in this life, in this season, wherever you are and whatever you're walking through. Uh, If you are joining me for the first time, my name is Lisa Pulliam. I'm the founder of More To Be, and I have been leading us through this Encounter God Bible study because I personally need to know God better. I have struggled with understanding who he really is because I spent the first 20 something years of my life not knowing God of the universe and the creator and my savior, Jesus Christ as my Lord. And so there's been a lot of undoing that has been um, necessary over my adult lifetime. And honestly, some of that undoing and relearning ha- took place alongside my children. So I came to know the Lord when I was a junior in college. I'm th- trying to think how old I was. I was probably 20 at the time. Uh, and then I, I began, you know, this active, like I'm gonna believe in Jesus and, ju- and live just like him all my days. But it was another decade before I started studying the Word of God for myself. Sure, I went to Bible study, I went to church, I changed my external habits, but my internal thinking wasn't yet conforming to the truth because I wasn't fully immersing myself in it. And so I began learning the earliest uh, Bible stories of scripture actually alongside my children. My daughter is now 20 and so for 20 years I have been reading and learning the Bible first as a child, really through Sunday school lessons that I led her through and that at points I had to even be a Sunday school teacher. And then about 10 years into my walk with the Lord. So she would have been about eight or nine. I started studying scripture for myself and have been active in doing that for the second half of my life. And the neatest thing has been the way the Lord has healed me and transformed me uh, in conjunction with the the study of God's word it's been a both and as i as i often say and so as i've been in counseling sessions the lord has been able to speak to me through those sessions reminding me of the truths of his word and so there was one particular season in my life where this was absolutely foundational and it ties into this attribute that we are studying today Father and Defender. And it comes from Psalm 68 verse 5. So I'm going to read that little section to you. And then I want to tell you a little bit about my story and why this particular attribute of God is so, so important to me. One that I've had to cling to in the last five to 10 years. So we join the, the study of God's word right in Psalm 68. Uh, we enter into it, and we're, the subheading in my uh, Bible I'm reading, the CSB translation says, uh, God's majestic power for the choir director, a psalm of David, a song. And in this uh, psalm, one of my favorite words you will see in your margins, possibly, called selah or "sila," which means pause or rest, uh, and to kind of just be present in these promises that we are reciting. And so it says, God arise, his enemies scatter, and those who hate him flee from his presence. As smoke is blown away, so you will blow them away. As wax melts before the fire, so the wicked are destroyed before God. But the righteous are glad, they rejoice before God, and they celebrate with joy. Sing to God, sing praises to his name. Exalt him who rides on the clouds. His name is the Lord, and celebrate before him. God, in his holy dwelling, is a father to the fatherless, a champion of widows. God provides homes for those who are deserted. He leads out the prisoners to prosperity, but the rebellious lived in a scorched land. And when you can go on this pretty long psalm, recounting the the ways that God functions and how he responds to his people. It, you'll notice that in this translation, it used the word champion of widows instead of what we have on our scripture memory cards. So you can get these in the Encounter God Bible study. And so here in the NLT translation, it's father and defender. And you, you know, if you've been studying the word with me, I love going back and looking at the original words to figure out what the translators pulled from. And so uh, just to unpack that for a minute, fatherless comes from the word "yathalm" and means orphan, But there's also a footnote that says the unused root meaning to be lonely, a bereaved person. And so let me ask you, are you lonely? Are you feeling like an orphan, an emotional orphan, a a physical orphan, a spiritual orphan? It It is understandable that you might say all three of those things depending upon your life story. And in this, I'm still recording in the middle of COVID, we're still at -at stay-at-home orders where we are isolated. That sense of feeling lonely is a real feeling. God made us for connection. And so this idea that God sees us as the the fatherless and becomes our father is really profound. He also, uh, in this other part of the passage, a champion to the widows, so I looked that up. I was curious because you know in the NLT it says defender. So the root word actually is judge or advocate, and widow is also described as someone who is in a desolate place. So here we are, maybe feeling uh, the the emotional, the spiritual sense of desolation, bereavement, uh, fatherlessness, uh, or even even as a widow. Uh, if that is our experience, God sees and understands that and promises to be our judge, our advocate, our defender, our our father in the middle of all of that. And if you are in a situation where you are a widow, you have lost your husband, you are an orphan, you have been, you know given up by your birth parents. God sees and knows the ramifications of that experience and is promising you that he will be with you in this, that he is present. And I know that that sometimes is so hard to understand, especially if wounding has been part of your story. So for me, growing up in an emotionally and physically abusive home, when I came to know God personally and and chose that i wanted to believe in jesus as my lord and savior i was not keen on using the word father to describe my father in heaven that just didn't sit well with me and it didn't sit well for a long time i'm guessing it was probably about six or seven years ago the lord said we got to work on this girl because i am your father and what he had revealed to me through studying that attribute of who he is is that I was looking at God through the lens of who my dad was in my life. And so if this was my dad, I would see through a distorted view who God really is, right? And God was like, no, you need to flip this. You need to see me as who I am. And then you need to look at your dad through the lens of the fact that he is made in my image. Whether or not he's walking that out or living that out, look at me first and then look at who your father is and that was not an easy thing to do uh, especially with what my dad and I have gone through I mean it's not just the childhood abuse that I experienced with my dad but he and I had four years of absolute silence and no connection that was his doing and and that came after a period of time when I was going through pretty significant healing and acknowledging the pain that had been Um, part of my life and wanted to give my testimony at church and before I did that I wanted to get permission from my parents to share my story because my story is their story and that really triggered my dad and he and it sent him into a tailspin and he ended up coming at me with the most hurtful atrocious things a father could ever ever say to his daughter And, and and then that led into that four years of silence but during those four years the lord met me in that place he became my father as i was totally an emotional and and spiritual and at that season a, a, you know realistically an orphan i had no father to celebrate on father's day i i had no father to call if i had a problem he was not a part of my life and i never knew if he was going to be a part of my life again and, and what god did was he not only showed up for me during that time pouring out his love in me he surrounded me by men who became like dads to me and and grandfathers to my children two of whom are still a part of our lives and it's just remarkable to me because if i had not had that loss with my relationship with my dad i would not have this appreciation for who god is as my father nor the connection with these other two men that the lord brought significantly into our life to not only bless me but to bless my children and to give an example of what godly uh, husbands and fathers can look like and so now you know all these years later my dad uh, completely came to me and asked for forgiveness which is remarkable i know it's a miracle and an answer to prayer and we have a total restoration of our relationship and he's still not a believer so Pray for him uh, that he would come to know the Lord Jesus as his Savior. But I mean, I'm sitting right here, and there's a picture right over there of me and my dad, uh, and I—that's I, just amazing. Like, how could there be a picture of me and my dad sitting right there on my bookcase? It's because God is God of miracles, and when we shift our focus and perspective off of our losses and onto His provisions and who He is. He is free to work in miraculous ways. Uh, Could he have been still God on the throne and not brought around reconciliation with my dad? Absolutely. Are there other situations in my life in which I'm like, well, why can't you work, Lord, like the way you worked with my dad and provide this way or this way? It's, It's God's will, right? But he wants our hearts aligned with the honest and true understanding of who he is then he promises us here that he is a father to the fatherless and a defender, a judge, a champion, an advocate of the widow. And so whether you find yourself in that situation emotionally or physically, spiritually, God is present and he sees you and he knows you. And what would it look like to shift the lens of focus off of your circumstances or the person who has failed you or is no longer present in your life and onto uh God first, and looking at them in the opposite direction. I think I messed up my hands there. And so if you're listening to this on the podcast, what maybe you can't see is me with my hands. And so you can join in the Encounter God Bible study available at academymore becom And then you'll be able to watch all the videos that are in this series and get the extra bonus resources that are a part of it. And when you do that, you continue to support the work of More2Be where we are, I am passionate about helping you have a fresh encounter with God and his word so that you may live transformed and impact this world with kingdom hope. That's what it means to align our lives with God's best. And that's what I want for you. So thank you for joining me today and I will see you next time.